Broadcasting from the 10 Hudson Square building, home of WNYC Radio in Soho, New York, welcome to Brand on Purpose, the podcast dedicated to uncovering the untold stories behind the most impactful, purpose-driven companies. My guests today are Pam and Mike Davis, co-founders of Our Greenhouse, an eco-friendly baby gift basket company. Pam and Mike are college sweethearts who were working in New York when they decided to move to a quiet Connecticut neighborhood to get away from the hectic city life. The couple of two young children wanted to provide them with safe and healthy alternatives to traditional chemical-filled products, so they curated their own collection and opened Our Greenhouse to share it with the world. They sell everything a newborn could need, organic and eco-friendly, from diapers to bottles to blankets. Our Greenhouse is a socially conscious company in other ways as well. They consider themselves a family-first brand, and they encourage their employees to work from home on their own schedules. They also have a give-back program with their endangered animal-themed gift baskets. It's my favorite. For every purchase of one of those baskets, they donate 5% to a matching conservation charity. Pam and Mike started their journey trying to make a safer place for their children to grow up, but their impact has gone far beyond their own home. Pam and Mike Davis, welcome to Brand on Purpose. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. It's great to have you guys in studio. Three kids, though. Three kids. Oh, yeah. Don't forget Matt. Sorry, Matt. How old's Matt? 21. 20. Oh, 20. Oh, he'll get over it. He's old <laughs> enough. I'm sure it's not the first time. It's not the last time you forgot about Matt. No, we forgot Matt a lot. Oh, like Home Alone, like Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Just forget That's him. the third, you know. Yeah. It's the third, right? I'm the fourth of four, so. I'm fifth of eight. Oh, wow. Did your mom tell you that you were unplanned? That was my sister. Oh, okay. And what's her name? Kathy. All right. So Matt and Kathy cannot listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's really bad. They're going to have to go into I was therapy. the oldest, so. Yeah. Got I it. was in charge. And you still are. And I still am. She still, still is. I like it. So I know we spoke off air a little earlier that I found you guys. I'm not even sure how I found you guys, but I was looking for a baby gift for my assistant. And I stumbled across your website. I'm like, this is super cool. So the intent wasn't actually to have you on until I, after I made the actual transaction. And I loved the themed baby gifts because there's an educational component to what you do. But and I know I talked about it a little bit earlier in the intro, but what really was the inspiration for this? I know you guys probably have and still have other jobs as well. Maybe not. I don't know if this is a side hustle, but it seems very real to me. And it seems like a real business that's done very well. And it's well done, I must say. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. Yes, we have an environmental company too, but it's mostly our greenhouse. What kind of environmental company? We go out and test houses for mold. VOCs, indoor air quality. Radon. Radon. Not to digress, I live in a high radon area. And I remember when we sold our first house, they're like, you have to test your well for radon. Really? Radon can live in water? I had no idea. It aerates them. Well, that's how we started because we were living in Hoboken and we had our first child and we lived in a brownstone. And then we became like aware of lead paint and we looked around and no one was testing for lead paint. When was that? When was she born? 94. So Mike started Willow Environmental. We lived on Willow Ave. Ah, uh, okay. Very creative. Very, yes. Yeah. I'm the guy. Uh, You're the creative, guy. yeah. yeah. You can We're the practical that. guy. <laughs> we still have Willow to AOL.com. It's very still embarrassing. Still AOL, yeah. So you have environmental backgrounds, which is helpful. And then how did you then make the leap between an environmental background and then moving into basically baby gifts and products? Well, because I'm a freak. She freaked out. <laughs> I freaked out. We had our two, Megan. three kids. Well, then we had three kids. 
And I Poor started. Matt. Matt's still. Oh taking... no, Matt's there too. Yeah. Oh yeah, Matt. Well, now there. you got to say Michael. He's on the oh, Michael show. too. This middle one. <laughs> yeah. So we like. I started to become aware of. Do you have kids? You start to. I do. Get two that I'm aware of. Do you get scared two though? That I Did you start to get scared or nervous about things like? I'm, I'm, like, I'm like the quintessential neurotic Jew. I'm constant anxiety. I'm constantly yeah, fearful me. of everything. That's me. So yeah, for sure. So that just increased with each kid. I became yeah. like, oh my God, this is going to hurt them. You know, it's supposed to go the other way. You're supposed to like chill after the No, first I'm one. still not chill. Okay. I'll never chill. So I would be like, I all of a sudden realized cleaners were dangerous. So I'd be bringing home like this bottle of non-toxic cleaner and I'd be like Mike look this is so great look what I bought and he'd be like yeah whatever you know I'm like no no and then I'd find out about candles and I'd be like oh look at this now we don't have toxins in the air and all that and so meanwhile you're feeding your kids hot dogs with all no those, but right? the kids actually one time I was in the other room because I wasn't the best monitor and I could hear them having a little tea party in the kitchen and I'm like oh that's so cute they're like three and two and doing a tea party and then I walked in the kitchen and Megan was serving Michael dishwasher liquid I was gonna say that's that's antifreeze not no so we immediately got a nanny (laughs) no we didn't (laughs) it was bad so as I freaked out and I started trying to tell everyone I knew about this this and no one was really listening to me but he, Mike, finally said that aha thing, like, why don't you just sell what you keep talking about? And then- And um, what year is this? 2003. Wow. Okay. That's a long time ago, actually. Yeah. The company's changed a lot. And the internet wasn't what it is today in terms of your ability to get up and running very quickly. No. Oh, but we did. We got up in three months because, you know, when you have an idea and it's just like, you have to do it and it has to get done. We just like, all of a sudden we had a store, it was filled up. And we started selling. When we started selling. We don't really sell much of that anymore. It's all different. Yeah, we were selling encapsulant paints. We were selling dehumidifiers. Stuff to make the environment for your children healthier versus products that they could use that you knew also couldn't harm them. Yes. And it came more from the environmental side. Got it. Because that's your background. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So it was the hardcore, like the paints. We were selling flooring. We were selling all that the materials to keep a no VOC paints and stuff like that. What is it? BPA free. Yeah. That term was just like coming that. out then. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No yeah. one even knew. No about one knew. It then. No. At what point was the pivot slow? When were you like, Oh, you know what? Maybe we should move into gift baskets and toys and trinkets and move more towards thematic endangered species awareness and things that you're selling now. Well, that evolved because what happened is we had the store for 10 years and it was great. And we had a lot of those products. And did too. you have a physical store or is it always online? No, we had a physical. Oh, yeah, wow. 10 years. Where? In Sandy Hook. Okay. Yeah. No, we had a physical store. And back then we had to educate people. So I can remember we'd put little note cards around next to the products and right. BPA was one of them. Like, right. this is why you want a glass baby bottle or we would write cards that would say, this is what organic cotton means, no pesticides, because people actually had no clue, nor did anyone care. Well, this is before or after an inconvenient truth and the whole, you know. Was it right around then? Right around the same time, yeah. right? Yeah. Unfortunately, even today, people are questioning all this. I don't, I can't understand why, because science is science, but that's for another yeah. show. <laughs> but I imagine, so the environment, no pun intended, then was still pretty uneducated. People are still learning how to 
use the yes. power of their purchase. And we were learning yeah. and we'd have some customers that would come in that were so far ahead of us and they'd just tell us, we'd just like soak in all their knowledge. And then at the same time, we were turning around and giving workshops like cloth diapering, natural cleaners. We were doing uh, Earth Day events and all that stuff. So that's what we were doing back then. And then it changed because all of a sudden, like most stores around the country, there were some big, a big online marketplace that came into play. And you're talking about Amazon or eBay? Uh, Amazon. <laughs> Got it. I mean, I'll order from Amazon, get my whatever I need the next day. That's great. And nothing against them. But the term eco friendly or sustainable became as widespread as it was, which is great. It was available for everyone. It became very you know, watered down. And right. so there was a ubiquity to it, but it also became commoditized yes. and appropriated. Yes. And you didn't necessarily know that something was really eco-friendly. Anybody can say whatever they want. Eco-friendly bleach. Yeah, exactly. Right. Which that's insane. Yeah. (laughs) So it was stuff like that. And then it was sad because we saw a lot of our small vendors that had started out because they were part of the first movement and then they all disappeared and the bigger companies took over. So in answer to your question, did I take over again? You need to change. A lot of companies would have just said, all right, well, it was a nice run. We're just going to move on to something else. But you kept the company, you kept the spirit behind it, yes, and you just changed the product line. Yes. That takes courage yes. and vision. Mike has vision. vision. I'm the vision. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you named Willow. I mean, that's right. genius, right? That was genius. <laughs> I came up oh, with yeah. our greenhouse, too. You yeah. did come up with our greenhouse. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. Simple's good, but you can remember right. it. Yeah. We still get calls, people thinking we're a florist. Right. You're headquartered in Sandy Hook? Yes. And how many staff do you have? We have between 10 and 20. So it's small, but it's small. you appear much larger than you are online, yeah. which is the beauty of online. Yeah, we're growing, which is nice. We like kind of redirected to the gift baskets probably the last two, two years. years. And since then, it's really taking off, which is exciting for us. Have you thought about doing a subscription box? We talked about it. There's a lot out there. I only ask because I guess I had on earlier a uh, coastal company mm-hmm. and whether it's like we use BarkBox, BirchBox, all these, especially for a growing young family, it sounds kind of interesting, right? It sounds like something you might be able to try. I yeah. don't know. It's, as opposed yeah. to a one and done thing, right? No, it's on the list for sure. But what we created is unique. I, I don't know of anyone else that has it. We created, it's called Make Your Own Gift Basket. And it's very interactive. We had it developed and you can, you know, so it's like four easy steps. You pick your containers, then you pick your items, you pick the whatever basket you're going to use. And then you pick your stuffed bear, your pacifier, your glass bottle. Then you pick your I think your I might have gone for the turtle. Was there a turtle? I can't Was remember. Was that a pre? You did a pre probably. I did a pre. Well, come because if it was the just lazy. caught, yeah. yeah went, no, went, so then we have lazy and then we male. have the, yeah. 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 It's mostly women. There's, there's lazy and then there's thoughtful. Yeah. I'm somewhere in between skewing more towards lazy, I think. <laughs> so then you pick your ribbons and then you write your note and you can actually see your gift basket like right before you. So you see what you're going to send out right. and then we package it all up and send it out. And where are you sourcing all of your stuff? Different suppliers, right? Yeah. Vendors, suppliers. I mean, we've gone to trade shows. People contact us now. We were in India. We were looking at stuff. Pam was in Africa. And are you requiring your suppliers and your vendors to meet certain thresholds and criteria? It sounds like you guys are 
very buttoned up and very serious about who you'll do business with oh, and who yeah. you won't do business with. Well, first of all, their values, like their deep values have to align with ours. So you know, we take a look at that. And then we like things that are obviously sustainable and good for the planet and then organic whenever possible. And now we've moved into fair trade, which is like the, what we love. I mean, we can impact more communities around the world. Sure, sure. And when Trump threatens with tariffs and things like that, does that impact your business at all? No. Not really? Not really. Not really. Not yet anyway. Yeah. And hopefully not ever. Yes. Right? Right. And how do you pick the causes? Is it more like personal passion? Well, we started with the endangered species because I went to Africa and I got to go up and see the girls. (laughs) So it was so cool. Like beyond cool. I have a friend from school who recently did that. And he's also a photographer and his Instagram feed is ridiculous now. It's ridiculous. I mean, you're right next to them. I mean, a gorilla got up and touched them. And they're huge. Huge. Right. Yeah. He, we were standing there photographing him and he stood up and the guide said, you know, keep your head down. And thank God I had practiced with Matt before we went because Matt was in the living room and I said, you know, pretend you're a gorilla and charging at me. It was, that wasn't hard for you, right? That wasn't that, <laughs> no, that, that was, was my son. Oh, sorry. The son you forgot earlier, the one. Yeah. And he just kept so saying. So now he's he suddenly kept, important. He's very now important. He's he trained me. <laughs> so he taught me. He said, you're not ready for this, mom. But so the gorilla did come towards me and actually touched me, like brushed across from me. So it was very cool. I think I'd be gorilla meat. I don't know. I'd be scared. I, think. I was scared. I did push my daughter down, but that's another story. That's another one, too. You, you got in front of her to protect her. <laughs> oh, you pushed her out of the way or in front? <laughs> no, I You're couldn't stand mom. up. She's much <laughs> yeah. younger, so I just lifted on her shoulder. I see. Uh-huh. You don't have to be faster than the gorilla, just Megan. That's right. My brother-in-law and I once went for a run with my sister-in-law, who's significantly slower. And we were like in a part of Florida that was infested with alligators and we know that they're going to go for the slow ones. So that's why we used to invite her on the run. It makes sense, right? Same thing as swimming, right? That's right. You bring a knife with you to stab the person next to you. So the shark goes after them. So you swim That one away. I didn't think of. Yeah. I've got a whole list of things. Oh, like the survival eel. Tips. When we were in the eel, I stuffed your yeah. scuba. But. We have a lot of these stories. So. Yeah. It makes for a good relationship, I think. So what's it like working together as husband and wife? We get along. Say that again. (laughs) Say it again. Do you want me to turn her mic off? (laughs) It's been, what, 37 years? We met at 18 and 19. You guys are married 29. Yeah. Yeah, we met really young. And so we've worked out a lot of kinks. But there's good days and bad days. Like everything. Well, I was saying when we were off air earlier that when I started my agency, my wife was the controller. And jokingly, she still is the controller. Always say that. Always say that. (laughs) And thankfully, we did different things. And I imagine you guys do different things as well. Because if there was a lot of overlap, we did the same thing, we would have been done. But to be honest, I mean, yes, we cursed each other. She quit many times. I fired her many times. And Eventually, she, quote unquote, retired. (laughs) Well, the first Christmas or holidays that we were, we got really busy with the online, like really, really busy. And so I was like, Mike, you know, I was shipping myself back then. I had like one or two other people helping me. No, I was shipping. That's weird. I was trying to get out of there. (laughs) She tried to ship me. So I was like, Mike, can you come help me? Like, you know, being all nice. Well, Apparently, I was very bossy, according to him, and I don't remember what I said. You told me I used too much tape on the box. 
So instead of being mature and finishing the job, he just walked out on me. And I remember we both stopped at that moment and went, oh my God, now what? Like it's both of our businesses if we don't ship. So he came back to work the next day. And since then we were like, oh Mike, do you mind getting that box? And you know, (laughs) it works much better. Oh, and you're much nicer to me. Is there anything you need? And so we ended up, we figured out a way to work together. It's hard. It's very challenging. I give you guys a lot of credit and you've been at it then 16 years in terms of the business itself. Yeah. Yeah. And raising the kids and doing all that. And we still have the environmental side. So right, you still have the willow business, right? Yeah, but it's good because we know, like I know if he's working on something or stress, then I pick up the pieces or he'll calm me down. If And vice versa. Yeah. Right. And how much do you think you've donated? Have you kept track of that since the beginning? No uh, idea. Sounds like probably a lot. We've donated, yeah. It's growing each time. So we're hoping to donate more and more as we go along. So it's endangered species. Yeah, right now we have Save the Elephants, Gorillas, Sea turtles, whales. Ladybugs? Pandas. No, pandas. We tried the bees for a while. We were going to do bees. Ladybugs are technically protected. Yeah. You can't like, even though you're tempted at the vacuum, you just can't do that. You're not allowed. Yeah. They're cute though. Ladybugs are cute. They are. They're good luck too. They're good luck. They're cute. You can do like all sorts of plush stuff with them, right? Yeah. Yes. Maybe not mad. I'm not employable with your company, clearly. <laughs> but the bees, we did try the bees for a while. How come the bees didn't no work out? No one wanted to save the bees? No, it just wasn't as popular. I think most people want the elephants and the whales are really popular. Couldn't get a lot of buzz. But we're launching. Uh, <laughs> Dad joke, yeah. <laughs> we're launching in the fall, which we're excited. We're putting together a home basket for someone housewarming or new home. And we want to give back to Habitat for Humanity. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that'll be good. So we're just putting it together now. We had like a local potter make a mug and we had Turkish towels and cutting boards. So to date, I guess that's new for you because now you're getting more into kind of human social issues, even though the environment obviously has to do with humans as well. But for a while though, you'd been really focused on animals and endangered species. Right, right. Just think about it. If someone puts, if they choose as one stuffed animal and puts it in a basket and say it's an elephant and you just think, okay, that elephant was hand knit by rural women in Kenya that were providing for their community and in their using their skills that are part of their community. So you're not changing anything. And then that same elephant is made from organic cotton, which is sustainably grown by the farmers then that same elephant is put in the thing. So we give back to save the elephants. And then it's good for the baby because it's organic cotton and safe and adorable. The baby can chew on it. Nothing yeah, bad's yeah happen. exactly. So it's like when you start to break it down, you're like, oh my gosh. Like every time we make a gift basket or come up with one, they're just so meaningful and great. So that when someone gives that, they know they're giving something very special. Do you tell that story? Does the customer see that journey or do you weave that narrative in like you just described? We do. I mean, we attach a card with a circle showing like the full circle of how it goes from the artisans all the way around to the giver and the environment and everything. But we're trying to come up with ways to portray it even more so that people really know. And how do you get the word out? Honestly, I can't remember how I stumbled. It was obviously keyword search. And personally, and for obvious reasons, I try to work with companies that share my values, especially if I know that there's no compromise to the quality of the product. 
even if there was a little bit of compromise, I'm willing to accept that in order to have the give back, right? But I can't remember how I found you for the Probably life of Probably through Google. Google. Yeah, Google. That's been our challenge is getting the word out there. I mean, the customers that find us, luckily, more and more recently have been corporate Corporations. Yeah. And I think they want to, yeah. And I think that what they're realizing is they want to change what they're giving instead of something that's plastic. Cheese borders. Yeah, but now they're giving these gifts and it... They'll email me and say, this aligns with what our company wants. We're really good. Like if someone makes a gift basket, we send them photos. If you were to actually, you know, for myself, be motivated to do the make your own gift basket, what we would do is we would send you photographs so that you could see the gift that was going off to your assistant. So you're a part of it so that they get the pictures too. What other social issues that might be more human centered? Not that these aren't. What's next? What are you thinking that you'd like to pivot into? I mean, there's probably a list of 30, but. Yeah, it's giving back more and then more connections with people around the world. We want to travel and meet all these artisans and meet these people and really just feel like a connection. I think it's all about connections at this point. We're just newly empty nesters. So our last. Congratulations. Yay. <laughs> we have a lot more time together. Yeah. It's a lot quieter in the house now, right? It's so quiet. So you'll have to have us back in like six months. So we have we someone do. to talk to. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be like a therapy session. My oldest is about to go off to school. Oh, so that's good. In a week, less than a week. But who's counting, right? It's like six days. First one. Yeah, that's hard. It First one's hard. sad. We're all sad. No, we cried over all of them. I cried over all of them. It's tough. It is tough. And it goes by fast. Well, that's the thing, too. It just means that it's going by fast for us, too. Yeah. I'm not as worried about that. You're not? Then I need to talk to you about that. Yeah. I mean, I might be when I'm where you are. Because I'm older? (laughs) That was not nice. Poor Matt. What's Matt up to these days? Matt's a senior in college. Okay. Close? Not so close? He's at uh, University of Connecticut. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. And the other two are out. One's in the city. She works at Caviar. Oh, it just got bought by DoorDash. Oh, fun. And then our other son works in Boston at Inside Tracker. Oh, I've used Inside Tracker. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Inside Tracker, as in the LUD market. Yeah. 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 So I always kind of digress and sometimes regress, but so they changed their name for like a hot second, yes. realized that was a terrible fucking idea, yeah. and then they went back to Inside Tracker. Inside Tracker is a great name. Yeah. And then they have the tagline, a selfie from the inside, which is so awesome. perfect. Yeah. I used them a number of years ago. I made the mistake of using them while I was training. So I was deprived, but it's good to know actually, even in a state of training where you're deficient, but it actually gave me more knowledge to think about what I'm actually putting into my body, how often, and also for what goal, for what purpose. Yeah. And That's in fact, point. I had a company, I don't know if you listened to the podcast with Care Of, and they're a vitamin company. Yes. It's a very cool one. The reason why, besides the fact that my wife told me to do it, the reason why I subscribed to Care Of is because originally I noticed using Inside Tracker, I was deficient in certain areas. And you go into a CVS or whatever, no offense to CVS or Walgreens, but it's like completely overwhelming. And it just seems so easy. So that's cool. That's really cool too. So that's where we're at. We're at a different stage. So now our concentration is finally, it was always the business and immersed, but, you know, raising three kids. Coaching, volunteering. Yeah, we did all that local community. That was our small, which is fine, which is good. It was what we needed to do then, and relationships with people in our town and all that. And so now, like, oh, 
we just have so much we want to get done. Right, right. But you have a great base and platform from which to build. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And when does the Habitat for Humanity? Project? September. September. Yeah. Okay. Did you start local at first? Because I know they're very locally driven, even though they're yeah. an international yeah. organization. We'll start local yeah. and then we can see. Okay, great. So housing, what about homelessness? I think that. Yeah, so or, there's, so, know, many. there's so, many so many. We could do so many. I mean, you just got to pick what aligns with. Because, I mean, also when people come to purchase, they have different views of what they want and what right. they, it's just giving out some options. You can't do everything. No. You can't. And you guys are self-funded? Did you take any money? No. no. We're self-funded. So. Amazing. We'd love to take money. Yeah. <laughs> I'll find someone for you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I meant growth capital, of course, but that's awesome. So, well, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Great to have you guys in studio. And just for our listeners, how do we find our greenhouse? It's our greenhouse, O-U-R, greenhouse, because a lot of people say R, greenhouse. Oh, dot com. Okay. At least you didn't say (laughs) www. So here's the thing. I've had people half your age on the show start with www. We just stop at the age. (laughs) You mentioned it. I did not mention it. It's so funny because they're so young, right? And it's like yeah. the people who have AOL addresses and things like, oh, that's right, you have one of those Yeah, we too. do. <laughs> we do have And you have an Instagram, right? Oh, yeah. I have an Instagram, our greenhouse. They just call it Insta now. Insta. Uh, yes. And, and I'm on Insta stories, yes. too. My kids are like, oh, God. Are you oh, snapping God. as well? No, I don't do. I do the stories. I think that's very progressive. That's good. That's a good And start. I learned that you can't say K to your kids or they think you're mad. You have to say KK. Right. KK is happiness. Yes. And K. And don't ever it. write in all caps. Oh, yeah, that's yelling. I knew that. Right. The one benefit of having kids in our age range, right, Mm -hmm. some 18 and 15, (laughs) you're really kind of up in all the lingo, and it's kind of funny. And some of the stuff just comes back, right? Yes. So the other day I was texting one of my son's friends, and I said, oh, I got you guys all bacon, egg, and cheeses. (laughs) Their response was, word. Or, that's so dope. And they don't realize that that stuff existed well, well, well before them, even before my generation. And they think they're cool. they think they're super cool. Right. So I think that's kind of funny. But yeah, all the expressions are kind of hilarious. Anyway, great to have you guys on. Thank you for coming to the studio. Thank you. And ourgreenhouse.com. Yes. O-U-R. O-U-R. Greenhouse.com. Yes. Go there. And willowenvironmental.com. Yes, if you want to do some environmental testing is it just connecticut or is it other states no new york connecticut there you go all right we got a plug for willow as well yeah cool thanks guys thanks thank you this has been an episode of brand on purpose with aaron quickkin the podcast dedicated to uncovering the untold stories of entrepreneurs and senior leaders who make it their brand's mission to do well by doing good special thanks to our amazing team including the voice you never hear producer extraordinaire Lindsay hand and the always on point associate producer katrina walkley who touches every aspect of this podcast. Learn more about our show at brandonpurpose.com. Follow our Instagram at The Bop Podcast and learn more about our host at aaronquicken.com. Mm-hmm.